1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots
2: podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
3: Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fame. This is the
4: week that splits families in half. Some of the relationships that I built through playing football at a university like this, it just reaffirmed to me why I wanted to do this. Right, we've been making deposits. Today you cast checks. This is the week that splits the platypus in half. <laughs> yeah. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest flooring experts. Online at pglongllc.com.
4: It's Rivalry Week with Isaac and Sue on 1080. (laughs) The Fan.
2: It is Rivalry Week.
4: Welcome in.
3: (laughs) Hey, what do you do? Uh, Oh, I can't unhear it. I can't.
4: Rivalry Week.
3: I just, it is, every time I hear it now, it just makes me chuckle. Rivalry
4: Week. Rivalry Week.
3: (laughs) Rivalry week. I just wonder where Elmer Fudd went to school. Do you remember when records used to skip?
2: Or oh, I mean, yeah. they used
3: to get stuck. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: wasn't that cool? No, I don't think that's
3: necessarily cool. Pain in the ass. Yeah, pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm not a vinyl guy. My uh, my kids for a while got into the whole. I don't know if they're still full on, but my daughters got into the whole vinyl thing. Got them record players one year. and Yeah. You know, have you been I, to Music Millennium? I have been there. And then uh, when we were in Japan- Doesn't they, that give you, like, the- Yeah, you get a little You itch. get a little excited when you get in there. When we were over in Japan, records are still a really big deal over there. Like, they have the huge Tower Records still, and there's a bunch of independent record stores. And they love everything old and American. Like, I told you, like, if you've got, like, old concert t-shirts, you're a millionaire in Japan. Same thing with records. So we, like, went into some of those record stores, and it's kind of fun to look through, but- in order to be a record guy, like, you got to change everything. You got to buy, like, a, a fancy tube amp, and you got to, like, you got to change the way you dress, and you got to be, like, you got to get new friends. It's a
2: bit like golf.
3: Yeah, it's a whole lifestyle. It's a commitment. Yeah, it is. And if I'm just, you really want to do it. I'm just not ready to make that commitment. Yeah, I get you. It's very
2: retro now. I remember when I was a kid, and I'm now 48 years of age, mm-hmm. I would spin my parents' records. Yeah. That's how I'd listen to music. Yeah. I'd listen to the old... uh was it Steppenwolf? Uh, oh. Born to be the Easy yeah, born, Rider.
3: Uh, Steppenwolf is like, that getting born to be wild. Born to yeah. be, yeah. I think that's the soundtrack. It.
2: Was that Easy Rider, or
3: I don't know if that was, was Easy Rider soundtrack. or not.
2: Yeah, and then you got some ABBA in there, yeah. and some uh, Simon and Garfunkel, I always, and Dan Fogelberg.
3: I always thought it was great because when I would go to Alaska for the summers, my dad had the old school stereo. That like took up the whole living room, you know, with the giant speakers and the turntable, and then he had all his records down below. And I'll give the uh, I'll give old man Sukenik credit; they actually had pretty good taste. Like he had like he had like the Stones and the Who, and um, you know, like Billy Joel was the first time I, I heard that. And I remember being like, like maybe seven or eight, and going to the uh, I think it was Sam Goody in Anchorage, Alaska, and I bought. The record of the Top Gun soundtrack. Oh, you did. Kenny Loggins. I went into the danger zone in vinyl, and like God, that was like put like nineteen eighty five ish. You weren't playing with the boys. Just, oh, just I play- in the oh, I played. the Oh, I played with the boys. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> well, who doesn't?
5: You know what's funny? Greatest
3: video of all time, by the way.
5: When I work in uh, TK and we have to put the kids down for like a nap, yeah. TK. we t- transitional kindergarten. So. Oh. Okay. Below kindergarten, thank you. Um, when we yeah, put, no them. one knew what he meant yeah, there, he just that? threw that out like he, he was, was trying. Just to, it's it's common jargon <laughs> in my line of work, yeah. Well, you know, it's not common jargon in our line of work. Well, you know that. Start paying attention. So, you he tried to gloss over it, yeah. uh, He was trying to, <laughs> you guys have both had kids.
3: I didn't like that. None of my kids went to transitional kindergarten, maybe they should have. And we well, don't know. We what just, does we, that even
5: mean? This is defeating
3: they're transitioning. Is, I think it's like well now you know preschool no. became a really big deal for you a while. you. Mean they're putting
2: them into little schools that transition them right on the spot in kindergarten. You son of a bitch!
3: Chill I knew out, it, Kid Rock. I knew it. That's it. I knew it too. They're probably drinking. I knew they're drinking Bud Light. probably. I read that
5: on message boards. I, yeah. I can promise you, there is no Bud Light drinking. We're drinking lots of water. Sometimes there's some Capri Suns, <laughs> but anyways, when Hi, we boy, put boy, them we, down. For, like, a nap, we play the Kenny Loggins lullaby soundtrack. Really? He has a lullaby soundtrack. It's fantastic. Yeah, he
2: talked wow. about that at his show.
5: Wow. Why don't I
3: know about this? Kenny Loggins
5: well, has a... Well, he's a, a very... F- yeah, yeah. Every,
2: Quite frankly, everything <laughs> Kenny Loggins has done has been wonderful and yes, a huge hit. absolutely. And he once wrote a... I think he has, like, a... I want to say he has a... Now I'm going to overstep my bounds. But I think he has a children's book. Oh. And...
3: And a soundtrack to go with it, and some other
2: things about kids. <laughs> there's things there's and... some TK in there. Yeah. it's a
3: great lullaby. I don't know, but
2: oh. he's greatness. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about?
3: I just remember going to the store, and we bought like oh. I got like an allowance, and Will we, Ortner, everybody, and we bought the the vinyl. That's how Thank old you. I am. I bought the record to the Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah, my kids always laugh at that, and well, like that's the oldest thing you've ever done. I'm like, eh, what there's you something want me? I was about like the six.
2: well, there's something about the pop of the 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 sound the the sound is really crisp and it and the pop of the record there is a unique sound it's to fantastic it. yes so I get the people that are into it but I'm totally with you yeah it's the like, audiophiles love it ah, I just use I Spotify exactly. Kenny
5: Loggins' uh, children's book it's called Footloose oh <laughs> that makes really? sense so he does have 15 a fifteen bucks on Amazon Prime look yeah bottom line is Kenny Loggins is Very responsible
3: famous. for your childhood Footloose Top Gun and he- let's not forget Yacht the ride. love theme. To the greatest father and son arm wrestling movie of all time, Over the Top.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah. There's an arm wrestling movie? Oh, a
3: father-son on. arm wrestling movie with a little guy by the name of Sylvester Stallone. It's called Over the Top, and uh, the love it theme was? The love theme from it <laughs> is by Kenny Loggins. It's called Meet Me Halfway, Look, and you'll shed a
2: tear. I just can't believe we're taking kids and transitioning them so young. I know. Into I kindergarten, just, you weirdo. The damn libs, the I know. Let's get on just, the
3: school board right now and start banning books and let's burn some stuff. And it's what we have to do. This is outrageous. And we need a better beer. We need like a manly beer. A
5: high tea beer. <laughs> I can and promise you there's no beer in transitional kindergarten. Give it kindergarten. to the kids and butch them up a little bit. This is ridiculous. There might be beer after <laughs> transitional kindergarten, but there is no beer during.
2: I think I told you this when I went and saw Kenny Loggins. You know how tall he is? I'm assuming he's a little guy. He's 6'4". Get what
3: right the hell out of town? He's
2: really tall.
5: No.
3: And skinny. Yeah, it's it's very Boy, that's alarming. It's shocking. I wouldn't know yeah. what to make. Like if I'm meeting Kenny Loggins, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that like every other celebrity, he's just Mm-mm. like I'm meeting Tom Cruise. I'm very tall. Like when you meet celebrities, it's alarming how small they are. Like when I was in college, we worked security for at the um what's the Robert Redford ski event? Uh, God, why can't I think of it? Uh The Natural? No, he he has it in Park City. The big... I liked that. That was good. <laughs> there's a. It was a good bit. What is the? There's Will's a... bringing it today. There's a big uh, movie fest in Park City, Utah. Uh, uh, south by North by West. God, it's gonna drive me. It's gonna drive me crazy. Cannes. Cannes. No, that's no, in that's cans. in that's over in like Italy, right? Yeah, it's in Cannes, right? Where is Cannes? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in France. Uh, anyway, it's over in Europe. Anywho, there's a big one at Park City. Sundance. Sundance Sundance, Sundance. Yes, we got it. There it is. Thank you. We will see you guys tomorrow,
1: 3 to 7, on the fan. Good night.
3: And so they would pay us to work security at, like, kind of the fancy bars, and we would just stand there and look like idiots. And one night, I got to do security for Sylvester Stallone. And I was geeked, like freaking John Rambo. And uh, I love Stallone. I was beyond excited, thinking that we're going to become best friends. One, uh, I wasn't allowed to talk to him or look at him. Uh, but he is tiny. You're like, whoa, shorter than you think. Yeah, like, yeah, because he's he plays a badass. And, well, and you see him like he's super jacked, yeah. and he is. But he is a uh, he's a little fella. But you know, still, I'm still hoping that we could become best friends. But I was specifically told to turn around and not look at him.
2: Right. <laughs> Except he wants everyone to look at him. It was uh, we've talked. You, about, yeah, you yeah, told we, We've story. talked
3: about it, but like he was. Like it had He these... invited people
2: yes. to look at him. He had made it a spectacle.
3: Had he just come in, it was at Harry O's, which was like this big club there, like, you know, Willie Nelson would come play it. Probably Transition's Kids. Probably. I think it's gone now. I think it's shut down probably because of all the transitions. TK bar. And if you, if, if he <laughs> all just. All the
5: four-year-olds were out at the bar. That's <laughs> where they Capri take them. It's Suns like, and it's like, Sunny
3: D's. D's. It's like the basement of the pizza shop. <laughs> exactly. There's probably a basement at Harry O's. And he had this huge corner that was all VIP'd off, like with velvet ropes, and me and like five of my idiot friends standing there and like a velvet couch. And then people just sat there and stared at him while he was like, I can't be bothered. Had he just walked in and sat down at a corner table, no one. Like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, no one would have bothered him. No one. (laughs) But, you know, then you wouldn't be sliced alone, man. He was like at the height of his powers. You can't be in there without the VIP.
2: Back to the original point, it is Rival Wee Week. Yes! Rival Wee Week. There you go. So welcome to it. Uh, we have a short week, a short show yesterday. We have full show today and tomorrow, and then we're out of here. Yeah, thanks. We're out of here.
3: Yeah. Because we have to go to Thanksgiving. And then Friday, we got the Civil War, the we actual the game.
2: game. Yeah, Seahawks game and then the Civil War game. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So Dan Lanning's going to join us tomorrow. Hugh Offill's going to join us tomorrow. And I believe Joey Harrington's going to join us tomorrow. And who knows? Maybe even Jordan Schultz will be back. We don't know. Schultz, as they call it. We don't
3: know what Schultz is up to. But Will Orner is in today. Well, I do know what Schultz is up to, but I don't know if we can talk about it.
2: Oh. Probably going to a TK school. I
3: think it involves babies. Yeah.
2: Enrolling his kid in a TK school, isn't he? I think he's trying to steal a baby.
5: Going to the basement of that Hopefully he's with Nick Cage. What? What? Nick Cage.
3: Nick Cage is no. stealing
5: babies? No, well, he stole the Declaration of Independence
3: does that have to do with stealing
5: babies i feel like one would be harder than the other i don't understand okay so
2: uh anyway uh, big show i think i don't know it's gonna be one of those i can tell already my jayhawks play at 4 30 you'll probably lose me about yeah 4 40
3: the best part is we're getting ready to do the show and rob goes hey, is there any sports on tonight I go yeah the blazers are playing and he looks right at me and goes yeah is there any sports on tonight <laughs> that was my bit yeah <laughs>
2: thank you thank you well, you know, I mean, that's pretty You're a hard jerk? to watch. Well, it's hard to watch. Come on, man. Blazers, that stuff sucks. Blazer Suns, God. Catch the fever. It's brutal. Dude, I turned it on the other night. I tried to watch them. They were losing by 50. <laughs> I turned it on. They were down 50.
3: You never know who's playing. Oh, my God. Some random G League guys in there every now and then. Is that dude with, like, the terrible receding hairline? Is it Bouye or whatever, the guard? I They're think... a joke.
2: I take back everything I said about trading Damian Lillard.
3: <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah, it's rough. They shouldn't have done that. It's rough right now. Anyone that they do have <laughs> that's oh, it hurt. Hurts. it's not good. Yeah, All right. It's not good. Well, who cares about that? Hey, the Red Wings play at four. Uh, yeah. Okay. Red Wings, Devils? Come on. Rival Week. It's a Rival Wee Week,
2: mm-hmm. and so let's get into it. You mm-hmm. want to get into some Rival Wee?
3: What about Bowling Green, Western Michigan? That tickle you?
2: Well, like I said last week, I I wish I was into action. Mm. I think my life would be more. I think my life would be enhanced yeah. if I were really into action, but
3: I'm not. Because you got Bowling Green, Western Michigan, and Eastern Michigan, and Buffalo. Yeah. So if you like directional Michigan you schools, you like that. Tonight Tues- is your night. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. you like that. You like that. No, T- I don't. Two and a half points spread on that, so it's supposed to be a competitive game. But my Jayhawks are playing Marquette.
2: It's yeah. a top five
3: matchup. Marquette just got done taking care of UCLA.
2: And we also have Tennessee-Purdue, which is a top ten matchup. So right, well, uh, the Maui, over look, there in Maui Invitational. Look at that. Looking pretty uh, sexy. Were
3: you watching the big Florida AM game yesterday?
2: No, but I heard they won because <laughs> I
3: listened to it on my favorite radio station. Ah, you couldn't, you couldn't peel yourself away from hot. Well, was-
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Close. Rattler's at duck. least that game was close. <laughs> Thanks, Blazers. <laughs> All, right. All
1: right.
2: Focus.
3: True story. Well, commercial, then focus.
2: Yep. Our poll question is next. It pertains to We Week and the Ducks and the Beavers. That's next on The Fan.
4: This is Rivalry Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by P.G. Long. On
4: 1080 The Fan.
2: In the interest of accuracy, we should uh, report to you that Nick Cage stole a baby in Raising Arizona. That is true. That is
3: what Will was referring to. I don't think Will was familiar with that. I think he just threw out Nick Cage. But yes, in a roundabout way, he was correct that at some point Nick Cage did steal a baby. And that movie is greatness.
5: He steals lots of stuff. I'm sorry, I got my movies confused where he stole something. I'll
3: be taking these huggies and whatever cash you got. (laughs) Raising Arizona is wonderful. John Goodman as well.
2: Here is our poll question. On X at 1080 The Fan, as always brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Yesterday it was Uh, You have to win one game. Who is your QB1? And uh, shockingly, Bo Nix beat Michael Penix. Yeah.
3: uh, 74% to 26%. Well, I mean, I voted for him. But if you would have asked me that after week six or seven, I would have said Michael Penix all day. But Penix just hasn't looked the same since the Oregon game. And Bo has yet to play a bad game. Give credit where credit's due. Today's question and they got the, uh, you know, the Blitnikoff Award and, uh, and some of these awards that are coming out now. And you're starting to see some some recognition for, I mean, this whole offense for Oregon. So they got one on the Outland Trophy. They got one on the Blitnikoff, uh, All the quarterback offensive player of the year awards with Bo Nix. But uh, they did the Doak Walker today and no Bucky Irving. Really? No. He's not one of the, the semifinalists But Martinez, Damian Martinez made it. Only one from the Pac-12. So no Ott at Cal, no Bucky, but Martinez made it.
2: Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is that bothersome?
3: Well, I don't know. He's I mean, best running back. He's really good. He's really
5: good, but he splits. But, he
3: splits carries, and exactly. you know, he doesn't. He doesn't play in the fourth quarter of games, and yeah, still so. has
5: a thousand yards on the year. Yeah. yeah,
3: I think he's one of the best backs, but he just you know every year these awards get released and people get pissed and they're like, well, you know, this guy didn't get you know nominated or this and that, but so anyway, just kind of one of those. Of all the positions, um, I would I would have thought that that Bucky would have made the because I think they they at least like eight finalists. I, th- I thought he would have made it.
2: Well, who else is on there? And,
3: uh, and then we
2: can get really mad.
3: Well, there's a couple of them that should be on there that are not. Uh, I thought it was kind of a wonky list, but I'd have to go and pull it up for you. But
2: All right. Well, I'm going to give you the poll question
3: then. Yeah, I'm going to give you the poll. Give me the poll because I do not have the answer to your question in front of me.
2: Today's poll on X at 1080 The Fan is, what are you most sure of this rivalry week? Rival-we. rival week. Ducks pound beavers. Beavers stun ducks. Ohio State stings Maryland or uh, Michigan. Michigan, maybe Maryland too. I don't yeah. Know. Iowa, Nebraska
3: under twenty six and a half. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't been following along, uh, this is just cashing left and right. This is they keep setting. Because at one point this season, 30 and a half was the lowest point total over under in NCAA history, and Iowa hit it, and twice they've dropped it, and they've still hit it, and now this is an all-time low of 26 and a half. And you know what? I'm still taking the under. The answer to that question you know, is the under. I have bet the over twice. Yeah, you got burned. This last
2: week I bet it, because I'm like, oh, come on, they're, they're going to go over eventually. And the final score was 15 to 13. It went under by three and a half points. (laughs) The other time I bet it was was the previous all-time low. It was 28 and a half Mm -hmm. when they played. mm,
3: They played Minnesota. They played Rutgers. Rutgers.
2: Rutgers. They played Rutgers. Yeah. And I took the under. I was like, no way. That's got No. Come on. Come on. And the final score was 22 to nothing. So I, you know, again, I I will be up at a a Here in the next couple of days, placing wagers. Saying what's up. I am, I can't, I, I, all of my, every fiber in my body, and there are a lot of fibers in my body, Mm -hmm. wants to bet the over, because these these are too, they're too low. (laughs) They're just 26.
3: Is it? Is it too low? Well, now. Is it? (laughs) I've been burned twice. I don't know that I can do it. Uh, My big, one half of the Big Ten champion. Iowa Hawkeyes. But, well, they're good.
2: I mean, they're, defense
3: is really good. Defense is really
2: good. But I've watched Nebraska play. I had them last week against Wisconsin, and it's like, oh, my God. It may, 26 and a half may be shockingly high.
3: Is that Sims guy? Is he back? Because I know that he was hurt. and I'm not The certain. guy that played against Colorado? Yeah. No. Because oh, if he's there, you should set that at, like, 20. Because Nebraska ain't scored. Yeah, scoring. no, they benched him. <laughs> I know, and then he got hurt, but I think he's played back for I don't know about you. I haven't watched a lick of Nebraska. In the last, probably, month and a half. I watched them last week. I'm sorry. I really am. Sorry you subjected yourself to Tell you what, that. that's a good, good little run defense out there. <laughs> wait until they wait till they run into the majestic team that is the Iowa Hawkeyes.
2: Boy. Yeah, that that might be the lock of the week <laughs> right there. So what are you most sure of this rivalry week? Ducks pound Beavers. Beavers stun Ducks. Ohio State stings Michigan. Or Iowa, Nebraska under
3: 26 and a half. Vote, vote hard on X. Oh, and I will. I'll be mashing. I'm t- this is like Ravens preseason. You can't set that number low enough. I'll be riding Iowa until they buck me off. And you know what? If I lose, then that's fine because I cashed four weeks in a row. I'm just uh, that's I'm riding that gravy train. Well, baby.
2: if you you're riding that train, I'm going the other way. F you. <laughs> Do it. I'm doing See it. See how that works. I'm gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna cashing, win one.
3: I'm cashing checks every week on the back of Iowa's offensive ineptness. Yeah. Nebraska's quarterback's name
2: is Chuba Purdy. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he looks like Brock. I would imagine
5: he's his brother, but I don't know that. He's not Hubbard's brother? What? Chuba Hubbard, never mind. Chuba Hubbard, the running back? Something. Something. The same thing. I got a scoreboard on way. Will Ortner. I'm 50% <laughs> right he's now. He's two for four today. <laughs> yeah, I'm two for four. Hey, but you know what? That's Hall of Fame numbers in baseball. But you know what? Shooters shoot. That's right. You got to keep shooting. They yeah. call me the J.R. Smith of dad jokes. By the way,
3: uh, Iowa, since 2002, they have had nine games where the over under has been 34 and a half or below. Mm-hmm. And they are nine and nine. They have covered nine every single. You mean, nine and oh. You know, yeah, well, nine for nine, I guess. Nine and oh. Yes. You ruined the punchline. Did I? Yeah, because now I'm like, wait, nine and nine—that's fifty percent. Nine four nine. Did I say nine? Nine four nine.
2: Eh, you can't. Eh, you just kind of ruined it. Nine times. You ruined the delivery of the. Nine oh my
5: god!
3: Times they have said it at thirty-four and a half. I'm going over. And they are nine for nine. Nebraska is going to cover the over by themselves. Well, thirty-one. How many, nothing. how many times can you get burned by well, the greatness that is Iowa? Apparently three. <laughs> You fool. Uh, they are brothers. Although 26 and a half does scare me a little bit. That's... Although, I mean, come on. What are the
2: odds that Chubba Purdy, who looks like Brock Purdy, isn't his brother? What are the odds? I don't know. Put the odds on it. I couldn't tell you. Well, they're brothers. Okay. So he's playing quarterback for Nebraska. And let me tell you, he sucks. <laughs> okay. That goes without saying. But they're going to drop 31 on Iowa. We'll see about that. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we've got Beavers and Ducks. To get ready for here, the
3: Civil War, which I'm calling it, the Civil War. Yes. Yeah, we we uh, noodled around with trying to come up with a different name for it, and now screw you, it's the Civil War, and I don't give a damn. It's just, it's the Civil War. Everyone calls it the Civil War. I don't know why they went away from it. Dennis Dixon had a problem with it. I don't know. It's the Civil War. Sorry. Well, and I hopefully can't wait to watch it, and hopefully it comes back. We got the Apple Cup for the next five years until someone determines that we can't call it the Apple Cup anymore because now some sort of apple picker is upset about it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that someone can come to an agreement here and we get a little uh, Civil War action moving forward.
2: Did you see that they are uh, playing the fourth quarter of last year's Civil War on loop at the Oregon (laughs) facilities? Are they?
3: Yeah. Just watching Oregon State run it, whatever it was, 31-plus times in a row?
2: Well, I had to go back and refresh my memory on that game. We all know what happened. Yes. But I went back and looked, and
3: boy. Was it 31-10? It was
2: 31-10, 31-10. yes, and, and 34-17 in the fourth quarter. And Oregon
3: State did not attempt a pass correct, for, like, the final quarter and a half.
2: Correct. And, and so it was 34-17, Oregon, and then they lost 38-34. But I went and looked closer at the numbers. How often does a team win with these numbers? Oregon State was outgained by 142 yards. Mm-hmm. They lost the turnover battle 3 to nothing. They got fewer... Uh, first downs by seven and they held the ball for 10 fewer minutes and they won and they won yeah. and they didn't throw a pass in the fourth <laughs> quarter and they wa- what
3: that game was such an anomaly yeah. it's shocking well it's funny because I-, I remember laying on my couch and like every now and then like I'll I'll kind of tweet through a game and when when Oregon scored to go up yeah 31 10 from what I remember I remember being, I, I, like, I even tweeted out, I was like, ah, crap, we were all hoping this was going to be a good one, but that's the nail in the coffin. And then there was like, they, they just kept being like, is this still a game? I think this is still, this can't still be a game. And then they had the 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 punt, right, that, that went awry down in their own end. And it was like, holy crap, like Oregon State's going to do this. That is one of the more shocking games. If you would have told me when it went to 31-10, you could have put any odds And I would have been like, I would not have put a dollar on Oregon State coming back. That team was dead in the water. They were getting manhandled. They couldn't throw the ball at all. Not so fast. How the hell did they win that game? Well. I'll never forget that one. That was amazing.
2: Now, well, let's come back and talk a little bit more about uh, Friday's game. Yeah. Because now you've got a couple of things at play uh, that I, I don't know, I'm usually wrong, but... I tend to think are factors in football games and, and we'll 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 come back and talk about it. Yeah. Was that an exciting tease? I
3: like it. I wish the factor that we were talking about was the simple fact that this game was for the Pac twelve title or the right to go, but it's
2: not. It's not. And that's that's where one of my big factors in the game comes in.
3: That's a bummer. I wanted to look up real quick. So uh if I would have told you before that Civil War game, <laughs> that old Ben Gobranson, remember Ben? Oh, yeah. I told you before so the he's game. He's still
2: there? Uh, he's the third string. Yeah. yeah Who's he's the second
3: string? Childs. Childs. Oh, yeah. Freshman. So if I would have told you before that game that Ben Gobranson was going to go the entire way and he was going to go 6 of 13 for 60 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks, you would have told me that that score is wise. <laughs> Hiring for your small business?
0: If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
3: He went 6 of of 13 with two picks, and they won.
2: All right, more hot, super hot, scalding Civil War talk here on
4: Rivalry Week. This is Rivalry Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by PG Long. On
4: 1080 The Fan.
2: Ah! All right, we're talking about... The Civil War. This show has courage enough to call it that. I know that's offensive to some, but is it? <laughs> and I, I don't know. If you are offended,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I do that apology to anyone who's? Isn't that the, the standard apology now? If, if I have offended anyone, yes. I don't really care, but I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. It's the Civil War.
2: I don't really get why that's. I don't know. so offensive. Um, so but I don't is apologize. The, is there a
3: dead soldier somewhere from however many years ago that's, that's bothered by that?
2: And if you would like us to change the name, I'm all for it. Just tell me what to call it. And make it something that doesn't You can't suck. just say we can't call it this anymore and then not give it a new name. Yeah, it's the Civil War. Get out of here with that. <laughs> so you want to talk about courage? Yeah. This radio show has it. Yes. We're calling it the Civil War. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. The game is on Friday and yeah. we have it here on the fan. You're
3: the West Coast Clay Travis. <laughs>
2: Hmm. he would have the courage to do that I don't think you have ever insulted me more
3: (laughs) I don't think I could insult
5: you more
2: yeah I don't think you ever will insult me more than that that's about as bad as it gets my god (laughs) he's probably talking about Transition
3: K schools. Oh, 100%. He's going to catch a clip of Will saying that. He's coming after Will. Will's going to be the poster. Radio host
5: in Portland. Bring it on, Clay. Bring it on. You couldn't
2: handle Clay in his man boots. I
5: can't wait for that dad bod piece of garbage to come after me. (laughs) Meet me in the A gap, loser. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) I think we're talking Oklahoma
5: drill at that point. Football. I believe
3: yes, that, yeah. That's like an Oklahoma sit. reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking Japanese. We're going full T right there. Will's all teed up. Let's do it. Meet me in the A-gap. Yeah. I'm going
2: I'm to remember that next time I get in a fight at Fred Meyer. <laughs> Meet me in the C-gap.
3: Dude, I saw For o- you, A-gap. I saw an old man with a collapsible outside, baton though? walking his dog. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I saw an old man with a collapsible baton walking his dog. Does he beat the thing? I don't know but he was he was walking and and it looked like he had like a i don't know it was just this weird kind of little piece of metal and uh he asked me about my dog and i was like what do you got there and he like he was very excited He whipped it out and was like ha ah! check this out yeah and i was like wow i guess you just you know i guess when you're when you're out on a walk you got to have protection yeah man when you're in my neighborhood you never know, you know what could
2: pop up i saw a story today that said 40% of americans are afraid to go out on a walk
3: not this man Forty percent. Well, I just thought of all the neighborhoods that you could be walking. That's the one that you need a collapsible baton. I guess maybe if someone shanks one off of like uh, the third tee box, and you get into an argument with him, you know that guy's got a five iron. You got to have your collapsible baton ready.
2: So the odds makers don't give you much wiggle room in the edge department, as you well know. Yeah. But and so this line, this spread, uh, uh, as we talked about with Hugh Offill from A and A last week, is. Fourteen. Yeah. Oregon
3: Ooh. is favored by 14. Yeah. That's a big that number. That is a big number. Look, I don't know if I'll take this, but to me, there's only one side, and that's taking the beeves and the points. Mm. I just, disagree.
2: I, I think you there's— think, a, you think, you think Well, you, let me bring up a couple of things, and this is what I was teasing. I, I, there are a couple of things. You tell me if you think these could possibly be factors. And sure. These are outside things. Uh, or not really outside things, just uh, you know, just uh situational things. That this game to me right now looks a lot different than it did two weeks ago. Sure. And there are two reasons for that. One is I'm terribly afraid that the Beavers last stand was that UW game yeah. and that, that defeat will linger. They they don't Be- have much they don't have much left to play for. No. And if you couple that with Oregon's um, Oregon one is rolling, but two they're pissed after after last year. I mean, it is they are going to be on tilt, and that's not good. We've seen them. That Colorado game was the last time, maybe USC, but that Colorado game, dude, they came out pissed, yeah, and we saw what happened. So there's that. The second thing is, and I wonder how much there is to this. Jonathan Smith's name keeps popping up at Michigan State, and as you well know. Every year in November, yeah. we watch it like clockwork, where it, uh, if a coach is sniffing around another job
3: or almost has landed another job, his team goes south. You have one on this, and I, I, I'm with you. I think this is a thing. I have no idea whether or not Jonathan Smith is sniffing around or if his name just keeps popping up. You know, Dave Bartoo always says this time of the year, 99% of what you hear is crap. The other 1% is intentionally leaked. So I I don't know I have no idea if Jonathan Smith is interested in the Michigan State.
2: Well, the, there's a third factor too. I was just and this is more tangible uh, that we you know the the um, defensive back situation for Oregon State is not pretty. No, get beat um, up. They played Ar- well. Ar- Arnold, is, well they did, and and that's the thing is like they had two freshman corners yeah, in there played really well, and they held Michael Penix to his lowest passing total of the season. Yeah, but against Oregon, and again you know it's it's equal level of good opponent here. I'm not saying Oregon's that much better than Washington, but some of that was the weather, um, in that game. Yeah. But, uh, Achille Arnold is, so I was listening to Jonathan Smith today. He said, he said, we'll see by the end of the week with Arnold. He's with Ryan Cooper. He said he came out. Okay. But Jaden Robinson, um, they said they're optimistic, but not certain. Yeah. So you
3: got a couple guys beat up the nice part, the nice part, Cooper there, because even though he's their nickelback, he's their best cover corner. Um, yeah, I'm, I, look, I understand. To me it just comes down to the beefs don't really get blown out. I just I, I think the style they play doesn't isn't really conducive to getting blown out. In fact, the, you go back the last 2 years, the one at Utah got away from them last year, right, where they got smacked around. Well, there's and, one. And, I, and and that's the only one. That's the only one where they have been they have been blown out. So their losses this year, right, 22-20 against Washington, the 38 uh 36 against Washington State, mm-hmm. and then the 27-24 And like I said, to me, all of that, I understand that they nothing to play for other than your your departing game in the Pac-12 against the school that you can say is the one that actually crippled the Pac-12 and possibly sent you into into obscurity. You have an opportunity to give them the big FU and keep them out of a national title, out of a Pac-12 title game. To me, the motivational factor just isn't going to be a thing. If anything, I think it's going to be the other way that, yeah, that may have been a last stand against Washington under normal circumstances, but against this team, I I just don't think motivation is going to be a thing because sometimes playing spoiler – is actually more freeing and and more, I I don't know, just you can get up more for it. I don't see it. Because if you're playing for a spot in the Pac-12 title, you can get a little nervous. You can get like, oh, my God, we're right here. But when you've got nothing to play for, you're a 14-point dog against your rival who just got done killing your conference. Everyone's writing you off and talking about how Oregon's going to win a national title, and you get to go in there and take one and shove it where the sun don't shine. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I remember a couple, a number of years ago, I don't remember what year it was, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, old Silky Johnson. Oregon State, all they had to do was beat Oregon, and they go to the Rose Bowl. And it was in Reeser. I don't remember what year it was. And Oregon didn't really have anything to play for. Oregon wasn't having a great year. And all the Beavers down there in Corvallis, they brought out roses. All the kids had the roses mm-hmm. out and the players and this and that. And I remember walking around down on the field that, you know, before the game, And I turned to my buddy, and I was like, dude, this feels like one team thinks they already won, and one team's coming to kick their ass. And, look, I'm not saying that Oregon's going to overlook anyone. Dan Lanning, uh, you know, is— That's not happening. He has has done a phenomenal job of keeping everyone focused. Not after last year. I wouldn't think so. And, again, like you said, I guess they're playing the fourth quarter on a loop at the Oregon facility. But if there's an element of, hey, man, you, you're you buying your own brand and everyone thinks you're great and you think this is going to be a cakewalk because the Beavs don't have anything to play for, be careful in these sorts of games because they can jump up yeah, and bite you in the ass. And like I said, I yeah. think Oregon State, the way they play, I don't think it's really conducive to getting blown out.
2: I think you're talking yourself into that, dude. I, this this has Ducks blowout written all over it. Basically, Oregon State is an 8-4 and four team with a coach who may be leaving, coming off a devastating loss. I don't know, man. That's why I think this line is so high. Uh, you know, they can only make it so high because Oregon State's good and it's a yep. rivalry game. But Oregon basically blew them out last year, and that was in Corvallis. And Oregon's much better this year. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to bet it because that's a big number to lay. But that, this screams. I do think there's a scenario where this this screams the Oregon side.
5: Um, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know. I think. I think if Martinez can run the football well, and that Oregon State offensive line is one of the top nine in the country right now, they're up for the Joe Moore Award, yes. which is the best offensive line in the country. This game will stay close because their best defense is their offense. Yeah. If Martinez can run the ball well, and Fenwick and DJU, he runs the ball well. They're gonna have seven, eight, nine-minute drives yes. on this Oregon when, defense, and that's what's gonna keep it. Close. When you look at that,
3: and, and it ended up kind of biting them in the ass um, against Washington because they they went on that ten-minute drive to pull it within. What, what did they? What did they pull within two? Right? Yeah, they pulled within two, and um, and then they got the ball back with like six minutes left or whatever, and it was like, hey, we're gonna go do it again, and we're gonna bleed every second of this kick a field goal. Well, didn't work out. But they are capable of going on those drives and keeping Oregon sitting on. That's why I said I just don't think their style is really in, in, indicative of a team that gets blown out. And like I said, they don't get blown out. And for all the good Oregon stats that they have, and believe me, they're, they're, Oregon's basically top three in almost every statistical category in offense and defense. But you know who's in the top four or five basically in every statistical category? Oregon State. Like Oregon right now is the number one tied for the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12 with UCLA at sixteen point seven. The Beavs are fifth at twenty. Like and you can just go down rushing defense, passing defense. Oregon is right near the top, and right behind them, one or two spots in most cases is Oregon State, including rushing. You know, I so- smell a bet. I'll take it. If you're going to give me 14 and a half points, I'll take it. 14 and a half? How'd you have? You just added a hook. Was it, was it it's just
2: 14? It's 13 and a half. Actually, I just checked it. ana Okay. But well, you told me 14.
3: I'll take 14. I think it points. was 14. Well, I'll take... You added 14 and a half. I'll take 14 points. That's significant. I'll take 14. Taser bet. God. Well, he still owes me from the last bet, which we never paid off. What was that? I don't
2: know what we bet, you but
3: you don't know what I'm. You don't know what you're talking about. I do because we we we're, we're like we bet on something, and uh, I don't remember what the hell it was, but I've never received my payment this year. Well, you're not gonna, you're yeah. not gonna get that. <laughs> well, so here we go. I will take my beefs. 45 forty five twenty. I'll take my beeves and fourteen points.
2: Okay. Uh, also, this fibu thing, you know, come on, who stands a chance against fibu? <laughs> fibu. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I know. Dan Landing wore a shirt
5: it says fibu. You if wanna he,
2: should we sit here in, in silence until Suk figures that out?
5: Well, I think that's what the break's for. Phoebe. Yeah. Are you
2: thinking about it? Well I just Googled it and uh Just think about it. <laughs> okay. Think about Lanning. You know him, and <laughs> All think right. about his mantras. That's
3: are we really Fibu. going with that? Yeah. Are we really going Well that's what he did? He are we really going she... F everyone? That's F everyone but us. But us? Yep. They Wait. said it was a one of one. Oh my God, are we being are we doing the world no, being disrespected was... thing? Well, yes. You everyone know how... loves Oregon. Well, but the coaches, everybody, you know that coaches
2: do this with their teams what? in every locker room across the country. It's it's us against the world.
3: So everyone from f Herb everyone. Street to Urban, Mo- there f is them. no one That's on a right. national basis that isn't saying Oregon is a national title type team, and we're doing the f. F everyone f, them. f them.
2: Us? What? Yeah, so people were like, hey, we need this oh, shirt. <laughs> we, well, I'll buy that in a second. And then I guess somebody chimed in, uh, one of the coaches said that it was just one shirt. Right. Dan Lanning was the only one that had it on. <laughs>
5: sure.
2: F everyone but us. Right. Us against the world. Well, now I, I, I want more points. The performative us against the world is added again. Oregon by 50. I was going to say, yeah, now now you now want any I, piece
3: of that yeah, action? I, I didn't understand. Feeboo. I didn't know we were feebooing.
2: Uh, what's up with the Chiefs in the second half? Next on the Fan.
4: This is Rivalry Week on ah! Prime Time with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by PG Long
4: on Ten eighty the ah! Fan. And that's the way it is. Ah!
2: All right, well, the Chiefs-Eagles
3: uh, was a good ball game last night. You see as the highest-rated Monday night game in, like, 15 years. Really? 29-plus million Whoa! tuned into that bad boy. Well, that's boy. what you get when you
2: get two good teams. I know. Like, well, now don't they figure that out? Well, you
3: can flex Monday night games moving well, forward. I so. know,
2: but they—well, uh, I guess you can't really on Thursday night, really. I mean, I know they do some, but uh, it has to be, like, way in advance. Yeah,
3: well, now, I just—I know going forward after this next one, you can flex the Monday night games, but there's some— it has to be a game that is is owned by, uh, ABC, um, Disney. So, you know, it's it's not every game, but hopefully this means as we move forward, we won't get any more duds. At least in, in Monday Night, you would hope. Because I think like the Packers and the Jets play at some point. Oh come on! It's there's some there's the Bears some, play next week. I think the, that what? one. I think that one is still under protection.
5: I was going to say I think Why? it's the Bears, vikings uh, That's because this week isn't it? Well, it's like oh, it, that
3: is yeah. You're right, Bears Vikings. Yeah, so this Monday. I think it's after this Monday they can start flexing. I'm fairly certain that Bears game is still protected. Good grief! But moving forward after that, you can flex the you can flex them, and and there is some <sighs> there's definitely some stinkers.
2: What's up with the uh, well? That was a good game. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was two good
3: teams going after it. Yep.
2: What's up with the Chiefs in the second halves,
3: man? They can't score. No, well, look, it's not the same team that we're that we're used to seeing. I mean, it's just, it's not. It's is a lot like the team we had last year that, by the way, won a Super Bowl. So I love the fact that everyone now is, is riding off the Kansas City Chiefs where they should have won that game last night. do we do this every year? Exactly. It's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Do we not learn anything? But we, we, it's, it's, it's easy to say when you look at, at Kansas City, to me, what happened. So they made a decision, obviously, with Tyreek Hill that they had to rebuild their roster, right? They couldn't just become an aging roster with an aging Travis Kelsey, a Tyreek Hill, and a Pat Mahomes. So they 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 let Hill go. They recouped some draft assets. They rebuilt their defense. They went out and spent on their offensive line. And by the way, they won a Super Bowl. So anyone saying that this team somehow botched it with the whole Tyreek Hill thing, they won a Super Bowl without him. But the offensive line didn't pay off the way that they hoped it would, and so they had to go out and get two new tackles. Kelsey, as good as he is, is not the same player. He's 30, I think, four years old, and have you seen that he's talking about retiring? Really? Yeah, he just says that it's getting harder and harder, that his body is just starting to wear down. And he's great, but he's not the same player. And by the way, they double him on almost every play. Like, you you watch any of the videos, that so they have a linebacker with a safety over the top of him, Almost every time. And on third down, a lot of times they'll put a bigger corner and a safety over the top of him. So they're taking him away. And the other receivers that they were relying on, like the Sky Moore never turned into a thing. Valdez scantily can't catch to save his life. Like literally, he has more deep drops than anyone in the NFL by like six. It's ridiculous.
5: And number two is Tony.
3: Yeah. Uh, Tony didn't work out the way they were hoping since, since he came over, uh, who was the other one? Hardman never became a thing and Hardman left and then came back and, and he's not any good. So they just have, have missed. And by the way, Pacheco is, is, is okay, but he's not a real, he just runs really hard. Edwards, Allaire is, is not what he was. So you've seen kind of what happens is in the, in the world of the NFL, you have to make decisions and they've let guys go, and other guys have gotten older, and other guys haven't really developed. But what has worked for Kansas City is they've rebuilt their defense into a top-five unit in the NFL. And that's a defense that completely shut down Philadelphia for the vast majority of that game, with the exception of maybe two or three drives. And by the way, you're not shutting down Philly all game. But that defense had the clamps on Philadelphia. If they don't have the Kelsey fumble, if if uh, they just catch a ball, that the, the deep ball that uh, Valdez-Scantling, then that's not even a it's not even a game like Kansas city wins by double jits going away. So there are issues with Kansas city. It is not anywhere near the peak of what Kansas city was during their prime, but they won with essentially this same team, but with this year having a better defense because this defense has grown up. So if you ask me right now who I'm taking in the AFC in the playoffs, I'm still not betting against the chiefs because you know, hopefully, eventually, the stupid penalties and the drops. Oh, by the way, how about Watson dropping two balls, including the fourth and whatever, fourth and 20 to end the game? It went right through his hands. I mean, my God.
2: Didn't they say they were the youngest defense in the NFL? Did, they, did I hear them
3: say that last night? Wouldn't shock me. It's it's all fairly new. and I didn't realize.
2: I mean, I knew they revamped it with the young guys, but I didn't realize it was the youngest in the NFL. Yeah,
3: and it's a bunch of studs. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they got guys out there hunting. And so to me, when I look at what's wrong with this is like, by the way, New England did this to say that you can't win without an elite. I, I heard the narrative today that you can't win a Super Bowl without an elite receiver. Oh, my God. People are stupid. You did it last year. And by the way, Tom Brady did it six times. Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl with an elite receiver. Not once. The year they had Randy Moss, they went undefeated but lost. He, his best receiver that he won with was Julian Edelman or Wes Welker. No offense. Branch. He won an MVP. <laughs>
5: Dion Branch. He won an MVP in the <laughs> Super Bowl. And then, oh,
3: and then, I was gonna say the, in the Super Bowl. And either. then Seattle paid him. Dion Branch is the definition of meh. So like it it can yeah, be, face, it will. can be done, and they Super did Bowl it last MVP year. Winner. So I'll say this the margin for error in Kansas City, it's just not what it was. And they are vulnerable. I mean, clearly. Well Mahomes will bail them out. He usually does. Yes. But you gotta uh, the, their the defense is good. I the, mean come on. The drops will be fine. The drops are alarming. Like it's um it's it's comical. I mean it is absolutely comical how many not just like the, the Kelsey had the drop on third down, but he caught the one on fourth and you know, now people are like, Oh my god, what's wrong with Kelsey? He dropped a pass, but tays in his kitchen. But the the Valdez scantling thing is a that's a that's a trend. Like he literally he's stone hands.
5: Same with Tony, same with Sky
3: Moore. Yeah, they're just like and then Watson by the way, if you're gonna be a undersized white receiver, you can't be dropping balls. Right. Like it just that's what else do we have you here for? Yeah. Like you're you're gritty and you're white. white. And yeah, you're too white. You gotta be able to catch you gotta the You to catch ball. it. You they, gotta catch it. They
5: tried to recreate Tyreek Hill with Sky Moore, with Tony, with MVS. If one of those guys had turned into Tyreek Hill yes. like they were hoping, they'd be fine. They just had three misses. Well, and that's the thing. Like you look at some of the receivers, and this
3: is what Kansas City was thinking, and I get it. Like when they let Tyreek Hill go, look at the receivers that have come into the league over the last three years, from Jefferson to Chase to Drake London to uh, all the receivers down in Houston that are out there killing it. AJ
5: Brown. It's just. Well, I mean,
3: those those guys are older, but yeah, Addison. I'm, I'm just talking like you know, just in the last last couple years, like. Dude, there are studs across the board that are coming out. And so Kansas City looked at it and was like, we'll be fine. And, And Will's right. They just, they haven't hit. And if one of those, that's why I thought maybe at the trade deadline that Kansas City would have been the market. For, for one of those guys to go out. Because if you put an elite receiver on Kansas City, if you like you dealt with Devontae Adams or whatever, who was supposedly was, was going to be for, for sale there with out of, out of Vegas or one of the other teams that's just tanking and to go out and get one of those guys, you put an elite receiver on Kansas City and none of these problems exist. And we're not talking about it. But, you know, right now Kansas City looks vulnerable. But Philadelphia looks vulnerable, but they're 9-1. and one. I'm going to take my Ravens. <clears throat> in the AFC. Yeah. By the way, Zay <clears throat> Flowers is another one. Give Kansas City Zay Flowers. Like, there's so many young receivers. The the thing about Baltimore that scares me is just the injury history because they always get hurt and now the, you know, the second best tight end in the league is out and he's such a big part of what they do. And remember, Lamar hasn't finished a season in a long time. And so every time he runs, if I'm Baltimore, my pucker factor is like at 13. Or right, we've got college football QB
2: Nuggies. And the college football playoff rankings are coming out. Yeah,
3: maybe, maybe a maybe. top four for Utah, or uh, not Utah, but UW. Wouldn't that be awesome if they put Utah at four? That would be great. that help Oregon. <laughs> that would, although it matters not. Like, who gives a crap who's, <clears throat> you know, Oregon and Washington, it you it doesn't matter where you go because it all depends all on right. what happens in the next two weeks.
2: We'll keep you posted on that. When we return, it's 401 on the fan.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?